Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. Despite mostly negative opinions from hardcore gamers, several major gaming studios are embracing Web3 technology and NFT-based games that allows in-game items to be sold on a marketplace or ported from game to game. And most recently, I read an article that said Sega is planning to launch its first blockchain game. So today we're going to take a look at these various game studios and how this blockchain game technology is developing despite the criticism. So it's been a while since Sega has really been a major player in the video game industry. For the most part, the Microsoft Xbox and the Sony PlayStation or PCs have dominated the game industry. But once upon a time, there were multiple companies and studios that were established behind Sega, Atari, Nintendo, Panasonic, and countless others. Although Nintendo is still holding its own, has really not made any news as far as all this Web3 technology and NFT gaming. However, I do have a lot of hope for them in the future. But right now, Sega, which is primarily a legacy game studio that has no hardware anymore, is looking to Web3. And Sega, which is one of the most influential Japanese companies as far as in the gaming world, they're planning to use one of their most popular arcade games and bring it into Web3. Now, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. However, I will leave a link to an article that kind of covers the name of that franchise. I'm not too familiar with it. This definitely has not come on my radar, at least since I've been playing Sega games. However, it is very interesting to see that these companies that sort of lost the console war and have faded into darkness are now embracing this blockchain technology. And I don't think it's just a coincidence that, for example, Atari and now Sega are really jumping at this. But just reading a little information about this, the game will use... Oasis, a Japanese gaming project, as its vehicle. Oasis is a blockchain initiative that aims to be scalable enough to support big numbers of concurrent players using its services. The company hopes to make its entrance into the AAA gaming circles with this and other planned releases, this meaning the Sega game. So Oasis has the support of traditional gaming, powerhouses, and crypto companies, such as Bandai Namco, Sega, Jump Crypto, and Square Enix. And really up until this point, there really hadn't been much of a definitive statement camp coming out of uh, Sega's camp about their stance on Web3 gaming. And unlike Microsoft, who is pretty much in a two horse race right now between them and Sony, they have clamped down and they have banned their games such as uh, Minecraft from implementing blockchain technology and NFTs. And that is a polar opposite of what's going on here. And now I wonder if the reason why they're doing that is they're trying to protect their profit puppies in the sense that remember, they're in a two horse race, as I said, between them and Sony. And it really reminds me of back in the day when Nintendo refused to adopt CDs. And the reason why is because they were making so much money on cartridges that they were afraid to go to CDs that they would lose their market share and people would be able to pirate them too easily and what have you. So although there was technological limitations and it just could not really support the type of gaming that could come on a CD, especially when we went to DVDs, they were still holding on to whatever it was that they were doing. So even when they went to the GameCube, if you remember back in the early to mid 2000s, like 2003, 2004 or so, during that time, there was a system called the GameCube where there was a mini CD where everyone else had these full size CDs and then DVDs as the games that they were on. 
Nintendo GameCube had this little mini disc. And the reason why they did that is because, again, they just did not want anyone to pirate their their works and their properties. And they just wanted to make it very difficult for anyone to try to steal this stuff. And in doing so, in, in my belief personally, they shot themselves in the foot trying to protect what they already had rather than looking to the future. And that small disc actually limited the size of games that they could uh, develop because it couldn't hold as much information. So as far as the graphics, the world, and all that stuff, it could not fit on that little disc. So, of course, Sony and Xbox really took over the world. And it really wasn't until the Nintendo Wii, which was a completely different form factor altogether, that Nintendo even came back. So going back to this whole NFT stuff, it is very interesting to me that now, 20 years later, Microsoft, I believe, is kind of shooting themselves in the foot, seeing that they're out there in the lead and they're trying to protect what they already have, trying to see how these NFT things are going to possibly infringe on their marketplaces and give players the rights to really start their own economies. And they're trying to just hold on to that for dear life. And I think in this future that they're going to look back on this moment and say, you know what, that was where the downhill started. Now, Looking at this uh, partnership that they're having with uh, Oasis, now it's very interesting because some of those properties that I named also... If you go to their website, you'll see a bunch of other studios, but the one that really jumps out to me the most is Ubisoft, because Ubisoft actually has made some splashes within this whole Web3 technology itself. Because if you go over to their website, they actually have a marketplace called Quartz, and it is quartz.ubisoft.com. I'll put that in the show notes if you want to check it out. But long story short, they have an NFT marketplace that allows users to buy and sell items within the Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon game. However, like many companies that we've seen, such as Starbucks and other big properties, they don't necessarily use the word NFTs. And I truly believe that is because right now it's such a polarizing thing. A lot of gamers just don't want anything to do with NFTs and they're seeing it as some sort of money grab, not truly understanding what digital ownership is. Because if you listen to the episode when I was speaking about Microsoft's decision to ban all of the blockchain technology from Minecraft. If you listen to episode number 250 and 260, I say how, number one, I think it was just a terrible idea, but also that it was a double standard in the sense that a lot of games have these marketplaces that are locked in and they're creating their own marketplaces of buying and selling. It's just that it is locked in. However, they want to make it a quote unquote fear playing field and, you know, didn't want to have this whole aspect of buying and selling, but they do it anyways. They just happen to be the one who was controlling the market place but then also the reaction of the gamers was also split and very polarizing which i thought was just kind of ridiculous because on one hand they're complaining that they have too much power even on private servers that they would not let them to do certain things such as having a profanity and a certain um, adult content as far as the language and the uh, text that was being used on these servers and they're saying well this is our private servers that we're maintaining we're spending our money and this is not open to the public and there's not like kids just randomly hopping on to these servers, these are basically grown adults that are giving out the password to their friends and they're creating this stuff. However, because it is underpinned or the, the base of it is Minecraft, they somehow figured out how to just monitor and censor those private servers. Now, this is where it gets really interesting because those same gamers that were saying this is an overreach of their power and it should not be that way because these are private servers and we own it, those people then turned around not too long after that and supported the fact that they were banning NFTs and blockchain technology, which gave the owners the right to actually own those assets that they were using in games. But that is another topic in itself. But going back to this stuff right here, in this particular Ubisoft thing, if you look at their website, they don't use the word NFT at all. And what they actually call it is a digit. It says, enjoy the uniqueness of your digit. 
And that is as close as it comes to using the word NFT. And I think the digit is some sort of uh, abbreviation for digital collectibles. But let's just see what it actually says on here. Ubisoft Quartz is a new experience for the players built upon the vision of creating an ever greater connection between you and the game worlds you love. Digits are limited editions. Each digit is released as part of an edition that is composed of immutable number of items. No new digits will ever be added to an existing edition. Hmm, sound familiar? Those are definitely NFT collections because NFT collections are immutable because they're on the blockchain and they are limited numbers. So whatever the contract was initially set up for, whether it is 10,000, 5,000, 1,000, 100, one, it doesn't matter. That is the absolute maximum. So in any way that they try to reissue this or whatever is going to be on a different smart contract and that'd be a different edition. And anyone can track to see, no, this is not from the original set. This is a duplicate or a new version. And that would be like when a book does a printout and it sells out that first edition and they send it back to the publishers and do a second run. So as far as this going on, every single digit features a serial number. This number is displayed on the collectible and on the in-game item. Only you have control of this digit. And if you're not certain that this is an NFT, it definitely is because just like when we have those token ID numbers, well, that's what it's talking about, the serial number. And only you have control of this is because it's in your wallet. You're the one who are controlling it or within your account in this case. So this now it goes on to say player names. Each digit will also be tied to a player name and also all of its previous current owners, bringing you fame for years to come. Does that sound familiar? When you purchase an NFT on the blockchain, when you're using OpenSea or anywhere for that matter, you can click to see that proof of ownership in the chain of ownership and you can actually see when it was sold at what price it was sold how it was transferred and so forth so the same thing is going to happen here except it's going to bring you back to your gamer profile and whatever it is i don't know how these wallets or these accounts are going to be set up but most likely it is some sort of hybrid custodial type of wallet between web 2 web 3 however i'm not exactly sure of all the text but most likely that's what it's going to be bridging the gap between the old school and the new school but it goes on to even further explain, traditionally items that you purchase from an in-game store are bound to your game account. Digits take this step further by giving you more control than ever. While they are first and foremost playable items, digits enable you to put your items on sale to eligible players, whatever you want and what the price you set. Simply, you can purchase new items directly from other players. And this is tied into Rarible. But then when you go all the way down to the bottom, they finally have a green box that says the choice of an energy efficient technology. And in this little paragraph right here is where they finally say the word NFTs, or I should say the letters NFT. Digits are the first Ubisoft NFTs playable in HD game and stored on a proof of stake blockchain. Compared to the proof of work protocol used with Bitcoin proof of stake protocol, offers more advanced and environmentally sustainable alternatives. Proof of stake blockchains work on a consensus mechanism that does not rely on complex computational efforts to validate the transactions and therefore does not incentivize extreme amounts of energy consumption. If you're curious about proof of stake, feel free to visit our FAQs. So at that point, that's when they get all technical and then you can go to that FAQs and really dig deeper into that and they have a whole bunch of more information as to what all of that means. Now, out of all of that, I mean, everything was relatable until that last paragraph. And honestly, unless you are a hardcore person that is just really researching NFTs or you, know, you just happen to be someone who has a podcast that wants to dig deeper into this stuff, you probably won't even get to that. 
gamers will just hear what's going on up top. They have the link to that marketplace and all the information. So they probably don't even get to this bottom section where all of that is. However, if you're someone who might want to criticize all of this and say, well, this sounds like some sort of cash grab or they're just uh, trying to destroy the environment for some money, whatever it is. Well, then you get to the bottom and you have all that information right there because most likely if you're the skeptical or critical type, you're probably going to dig through all this stuff because you want to really bury them in, uh, and, and try to figure out a reason to argue against them. But as far as what they put up here, how they basically keep it very simple until that bottom section. I would say it is very interesting. But as far as the requirements to get into this thing, because of course with the blockchain, NFTs, all that stuff, we know technically it is a free open market open system, but what are the requirements to get this? Well, Ubisoft Quartz platform is made for players and for players only. Hmm, what exactly does that mean? For this reason, we will make sure that anyone who wants to acquire digits is an active player of Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon breaking points under the following requirements. Play the game on Ubisoft PC platform, reach at least an XP or experience points level of five in the game, have activated two-factor authentication with Ubisoft Connect, be at least 18 years of age, be a resident of these eligible territories. And of course, I had to click that to see if Jamaica was on there, and it definitely was not. USA, Canada, France, Germany, Belgium, Spain, Italy, Australia, and Brazil. And of course, not only do you have to be a resident of those territories, you have to be located physically, that is, in one of these eligible territories, and it happens to be the same exact ones. Now, if you're a hardcore PC gamer, most likely you know how to rig up VPNs and work around that. However, you do need US information or those other countries that I said. So I think this is pretty interesting. This is just a start. In case you're wondering which blockchain this is that is powering it, it is the Tezos blockchain. And some interesting things are going over there on Tezos with the art community. So this is very cool to see that they're actually having a gaming element to it too. I did not even know that gamers were actually using Tezos. So that's very interesting for me to see. But in case you had any doubts about the environmental impact, they have something all the way at the bottom again where they're explaining about Tezos. And it says, one Ubisoft Quartz transaction powered by Tezos blockchain consumes 1 million times less energy than a Bitcoin transaction. And giving you a little bit more perspective, this is the equivalent of about 30 seconds of streaming video compared to one year of streaming video with Bitcoin. So they're really putting that in perspective, really trying to cover their bases and fight off any criticism. But very interesting to see what's going on here. And I expect to see a lot more gaming studios come on board and really use this technology because at the end of the day, it is going to benefit them. It is just another stream of income that they can use that also happens to give the users the things that should be important to them. So I think it is a win-win for both parties. Gaming studios just really have to figure it out and see how it's not really destroying their current models because they're making a lot of money. And that is why Microsoft and the ones that are really on top don't want change. However, I think these smaller studios, and by no means am I saying Ubisoft is a small studio, this is a massive studio, but it's not like they have the hardware and the huge infrastructure that Microsoft and Sony has. But I think that they are bold enough to make this step Despite some of the criticism, if you Google this, you will see that there are some negative things out there. People are writing and saying all sorts of things about them, but they're going forward and I think they're going to continue to build on it. And I don't think this is just some sort of marketing ploy. And as I said, since there's criticism, why would they risk all of that knowing that it's going to bring bad press if they didn't see the benefit of this and understand that this is the future, this is the direction it's going and gamers are skeptical of it right now. But trust me, as I'm researching this stuff and the more applications that I'm finding, just some amazing things are going to happen. And in five, 10 years from now, I truly believe that every game will have blockchain technology implemented it in one way or another. It's just a matter of time.
So what are your thoughts on this? Love to hear what you're thinking. Are you a gamer? What are your thoughts on NFTs and games? And please <laughs> don't compare it with these NFT collections that, you know, the PFP projects that promise these games. And it's like some uh, silly tap on your cell phone for points games. I mean, talking about legitimate hardcore gamers, full systems and uh, PC setups and all of that. That's what I'm talking about. Love to hear your thoughts at Tropic Vibes on Twitter or via my contact information in the show notes. But as usual, I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.